When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on D&D&D. I think we should start with speaking to uh, Mr. Beauchamp. First and foremost, we should find out exactly the manner of this blackmail. I got my notebook out, Juno, and I slap him on the face. <laughs> what are we doing? I thought we weren't flirting anymore, but there you go hey. with that. <laughs> okay, we are going to do him a favor so he does us a favor. I don't, you know, we didn't know why we needed the guest list. I think it's... A companion to decode the journals. Okay. So I don't know exactly why we need the sword, but I think we need the sword. And you to... figured that out by decoding the journal at yes. the desk. Why don't you uh, come with me? No, you'll come with. Uh, uh, no, sure, we'll come with you. He snaps his fingers, and the boat gets really big. What? Very briefly. And, and Marjorie goes, what? <laughs> and he steps inside. You see that underneath where like the bench on like a normal like kayak would be. Uh-huh. There's like a door into a room. <gasps> he beckons you inside. Welcome to D&D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, James Gressel, and with me today are two of the five fun people. Say hi, two of the five fun people. Hi, hi. two of the five fun people! I gotta be like James, because he's not here. I have laughed at that joke structure since seeing it on, I think, Tiny Toons. The, like, say goodnight, Gracie, goodnight, Gracie. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's burnt, like, it's uh, Grace Allen and, and what's-his-face? Like, it's, like, old comic joke structure but it's always funny it's to me. timeless comic joke structure as far as i'm concerned so funny beth thanks it's All very right. funny uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one laughed but thank you no last time we recorded with you guys we did it on a weeknight it was our bonkers schedule of may uh we are now into june things are normalizing a bit we're back to sundays yes the sun's out that's the time to play D&D as far as D&D and D is concerned. <laughs> Dinner and Dungeons and Dragons and sun. And sunlight. <laughs> uh, and June gloom already oh, on, June, on June 2nd. We did not have a prepared meal last time, although uh, my wife did have brownies for us. Uh, and my planned meal of tea and scones that uh, Percival Stokeworth would have served you in the constabulary uh was not prepared but today beth you made some tea i did make some tea this is barley tea it's actually korean barley tea they drink it in the is summer it really mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah so korean barley tea. it's wonderful it's very i love the smell it's very earthy it's nutty I, that's what i want in Ooh, teas. yeah i want an earthy tea like i love white teas because they taste like grass mm-hmm. so. is this one a caffeine tea or an herbal tea how would you c- classify it a grain it's just tea kind of, yeah it's Neither, a grain okay. tea it's a chill out and have something that doesn't taste like water to drink that's good for you tea i don't think that there's a big caffeine content but uh tweet don't at me if like i'm wrong is. yeah i'm gonna go get some more beer back <laughs> it's uh it's very good thank you beth for supplying the tea for this the titular tea for this episode yeah we'll try and spill some I'll sp- oh that oh, sounds right awesome 
Okay, so last we left you off, you guys got uh, entered into a mysterious magical boat with uh, Constable Stokeworth to investigate a case with him. All right, so we're going to pick up right back there. You guys are inside the boat. Let's go. You go onto the boat, and the boat shrinks back down. You shrink with it. What? Yes. You walk into... Are his legs normal size now? <laughs> no, his like Everything is proportional. And you walk into this hidden room underneath the bench, which is a very nice, uh, very comfortable study. There's a small fire in a fireplace. There's a nice sitting area. There's a bar cart. There's a, a nice cake under glass. It's very, very, very comfortable. You feel very at home. Uh, there's a very nice smell in the air, too. Whoa. It doesn't smell like river. May I? And I gesture towards the drink cart. Stover eyes you a little bit suspiciously, <laughs> but uh, Beauchamp is like, right, it's a bit early, but sure, why not? Who am I to judge? Hair of the dog. Oh, well, then by all means, we've all been there. Please, uh, Colonel, we're, we're, we're pressed for time. The ball at Lady Blackthorn's uh, is, is tonight, is it not? Beauchamp is like, yeah, uh, yes, I guess we are running out of time. This is... I'm being pressured, you see, to change my vote from peace to war by someone who is claiming uh, that I have an illegitimate son. And do you? No, I do not. And well, how would uh, how would you know? You you've been you've been around. Well, <laughs> tra- <laughs> tragically. Oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm unable. I'm so sorry. There was an accident um, in my youth. Uh, you know, it was a training accident, and I... Uh, well, that's horrible, it, but at the same time... It was. <laughs> I do not want visual proof, but how How do we know this to be true? We just have your word. Rings of secrecy. <laughs> Are you sh- you sure I don't? you don't want me to wingman you? <laughs> no, I do, no, no, it's, it's okay. I just... Uh, I'm asking- not trying to flirt with him. It sounds like you are. I'm just trying to be professional. Can I make four easy, nice, simple drinks for everybody? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry for the impertinent question, sir. Uh, Eleven. We will we will do right. They're nothing fancy. Okay, I make nothing fancy drinks for everybody, and then I politely hand them out. Beauchamp takes it eagerly, and and in fact drinks it very quickly. Oh. Stokeworth takes his, but sets it down. Do you know what do you do with your drink? What is it made from? It's some Sim- sort of brown liquor, and then... Simple syrup. <laughs> yeah, it's basically an old-fashioned. Eh, he sets it down. Wow. It's not well, milk. I'm nursing a hangover, so Marjorie sips hers. But sure. she doesn't want... Uh, she, she doesn't want Stokeworth to think that she's a, a lush... Sure. So she makes it a point to just sip it and stare at him directly <laughs> in the eyes. Pochom continues, yes, as as I was saying, um, I'm unable to, to actually do the deed. However, this is an embarrassing, you know... Why wouldn't they blackmail you about that? Well, no no one else knows this, you oh. see. Um, it's, it's private information. I've tried to keep this private. Um, you don't even know us. Well, you're, you're trusted members of your law enforcement community. Yes, Absolutely. We are. And we will keep your secrets, sir. Roll to deception. The grave. <laughs> Seven. Twenty-three. <laughs> okay, as a group roll, you pass. Cool. Bochamp really wants to believe you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're trusted members of your, your law enforcement communities and, and, and the, the constable, I, I've known his family for for a very long time, and 
And Marjorie I, looks at Juno. I came up on under his grandfather, and and Marjorie looks at Juno. <laughs> and uh, and and I know I, I would I would trust a Stokeworth with uh, with my life, and indeed I, I I feel I am. I this this cannot affect my vote. My I I I have spent. Uh, months, months, uh, nearly a year since since the last vote, talking with with the countess to to convince her that that the ways of the empire are are outdated and, mm. and wrong, and and we should be pursuing different relations with our neighbors. Uh, I I I feel that she she as as a as a young member of the, of the nobility could really make it an impact in Hawks Ridge and I believe in in her and her message but the, but the the others have been have been trying to poison her and they've been trying to get the soldiers on her side and do you metaphorical like 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 manipulating her like oh, literal yes. poison. I guess I should be specific uh, not as flowery with my language oh, with yeah. with um, you said relations too and I was like well. Mm. No, just general person right, yeah, to yeah, person, yeah. yes. Um, nothing carnal. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm changing my mind. I didn't put too much stock in these accusations, though, because I, 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 I assumed, well, how would they be able to prove it? There's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way to um, prove that any one offspring comes from, uh, you know, any specific person uh, other than their general, you know, look and, 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 you know, resemblance to whoever were the parents. And I knew that that couldn't be the case, but then I, then I, um, and he's, he's really nervous. He's starting to get very worked up. He goes over to a uh, desk and pulls out a drawer and, uh, removes a glowing orb from the drawer and he holds it forth. And this orb projects a image of a child, middle school age to, you know, between 10, 10 and 12, that you can tell looks like a young Beauchamp. Hmm. Like, you're looking at, at this and you can be like the eyes, the nose ridge. There's so much about the, the general, you know, structure of, you know, the same wide shoulders. You're looking at this and, and you can say, yes, I would believe this to be this to be the child of this man. Beauchamp. Were you you sent this? Where'd this come from? I guess you could say I was sent it. I I discovered it here. In your tiny boat? In my tiny boat. Well, it's a regular size boat, but but it's a tiny office. The skill it would take to get it in here. Marjorie makes a perception roll for for inside the tiny boat. Damn it, it's a nine. What are you trying to perceive? Like, if, uh, if someone was able to get that orb into this tiny boat, uh, it's, I don't know, they might still be here. There might be, like, ma- fantasy cameras. Uh, some kind of magic rigging. Sure. You're unable to perceive any of that. Okay. Beauchamp, do you know if there's anyone who, anyone who would want you to hurt? Wait, what do you ask normally when you're a detective? Uh, do you know if there's anybody enemies. who would, do you have anyone who wants, who's your enemy? God Damn it, I'm bad at this. You'll have to excuse um, Detective Margarine. Uh, part of the exchange program... Detective sticks to you, de- sir. Excuse me, Detective Sticks. Uh, part of the exchange program is, of course, um, fostering newer magicians... Not magicians. magicians. <laughs> <laughs> newer detectives. And, of course, as we all know, uh, we are fighting against ageism. You can learn new crafts anytime. Yes, they put me on the force because of my gusto. Gusto is a... A prereq for the position we all we all know, and and Miss um, Sticks uh, has it in in spades. I've been told that I that everyone loves the cut of my jib. Margin, twirl, twirl your knife, and like tw- you did that I, one time. Yeah, and I twirly my knife. Make a dex roll. 
Eight. You know what? Performance. Fifteen. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the most impressive, but it's successful. I'm still a cadet. Cadet uh, six is 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 right. Uh, the the correct line of questioning is, do you have any enemies? But Trump was like, yes. Well, of course, there's the lady Bombatin. I I think uh, is definitely high on the suspect list. Um, or any of her her followers. There's um Lord Dunstrap, who is also pro war, and of course, uh, Major Meldare. Uh, who has such sway with the soldiers. What are... Do they have incentives for Talon to go to war? What do they get out of it? Glory, honor, some money, loot, you know... They're not fighting. Well, Meldare would, and and Lady Bombatton definitely made her reputation in, in, in war. There are rumors about her conduct in the last battles. Harrowing, harrowing stuff. I, I, I You know, there are, there are those who celebrate that kind of thing, but I, I just have no stomach for it. Okay. Did she like stab someone in in the eyeball? What do you mean? <laughs> is, that, is that the most horrible thing you could think of? It's pretty gross. <laughs> Stabbing someone in the eyeball. Very Did insulting. she eat someone? Very rude. Uh, there there were rumors of um of very dark magics. Oh. What if you know tit for tat? Let's say she is behind it. What if we have some information about her? Does your kingdom take? Uh, or your your place, your this place. Does it take kindly to outside interference? What if she was working with an organization outside of Talon to sway the election one way? And Star Wars says, "Are you suggesting we stop the blackmail with another blackmail?" He's bad copy. Or expose her blackmail and f- say why that i don't know she's working with a a, a bad company to to sway the bad election company. sorry <laughs> with famed 70s rock group bad company um chelsea's not here to laugh i know damn it chelsea oh, chelsea this would be fantastic of course that that would definitely uh hold some impact in in the council in hawksridge do, do you do you have any evidence of this Yes, I don't have it on me, but we intercepted well, a communique that she is working with the Ombra Coast Trading Company. Have and you then, ever dun, heard dun, of dun, them? Uh, they both laugh at this suggestion. What, why are you laughing? Yeah. Uh, the, the company would never, the Empire would never get involved in the company. They're, they're, they're nefarious all up and down both coasts. They're... they're, they're there's they have no honor they have no dignity they're they're out simply for for gain just personal monetary gain they're they're, they're it's just not the talent way do you and think- you said you have no evidence of this way how it's how will we begin me. to prove such an outlandish well, well, it's accusation a starting point hey quick question back at you why does your vote matter anyway does everyone get one vote or do you get like five votes the votes kind of filter Oh, you filter up so so there's a uh, the vote starts with the soldiers and then they their representatives the officers then pass that majority vote on up through the nobility and then the nobility goes and represents the will of their subjects at the council in Hawksridge. It's like a really terrible electoral college. <laughs> okay. It's not a good system. They're not a good place. <laughs> I figured it out. Lady Bowbottom did some crazy black magic to create a, a Beauchamp baby. Oh, a shit. A dark Beauchamp baby. Oh, because Bouchamp, do you have uh, brothers or sisters? Unfortunately, I am. I am the last uh, of old, your line. I'm the last Bouchamp, yes. 
All right, so there's literally no way that this could be your child. Your family line is done. It's done. You're the last. It ended with you. And so... Real real bummer early in the morning. (laughs) Well, I can make you another drink if you'd like. Morning's the best time to face it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a dark magic baby. Well, this has been super helpful. Yeah, Juuno. Uh, it seems that you have a plan. I'm very concerned. Uh, Stokeworth, I really hope that you, uh, you're able to deal with this quickly. Um, and I, I guess you, you have the deputies now where you can, you can investigate this all because the, the, the ball is tonight and, and the countess will reveal her vote. So we need you to vote true. I'm counting on you. If I vote true and then get exposed, it could it could end me. Or you could maybe have a new son to continue on the line. I guess I haven't thought of that. Embrace this chance you've been given through my dark magic. There's always a, a positive spin to things. I've worked in marketing before I was a cadet. <laughs> The Starworth is like, well, well, let, let's let's not jump to that conclusion just yet. We'll we'll try to solve this for you, Colonel. I I, I promise. Uh, we've we've taken enough of your time. Uh, we'll let you get back to your workout now. Thank you for this information. If we need anything else, we'll uh, we'll we'll know where to find you. And also, sir, I don't have a card, but if you need any healing services, don't go to that church where they charge you money. I'll do it for free. Oh yeah, he's really good. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. Marjorie does not finish her drink and sets it down and looks at Stokeworth to make sure that he knows she has control over her consumption. He winks. Okay, good. You walk back out into the boat, which is normal size. You are still shrunk. Stokeworth goes over to the edge of the boat and he kind of motions like to step into his hand so that he can give you a boost up onto the dock. How does this work? He's still small? He's still small. What do you do? Trust him. Okay. He winked at me. Uh, he gives you a boost margarine, and when you get up onto the dock, you return to normal size. Whoa. All right, I'll do the same. And step, the step, same step. happens, and then... Marjorie gets back in the boat and then puts her hand out for Stokeworth to step on. <laughs> okay, he does, and then he's normal size. Hey. Hell yeah. And then he picks you up, and you're tiny. Oh. And as he brings you up onto the dock, you elongate into normal uh, size. Oh. oh. You, you shrank again. I thought... I works it's magic i was trying to be helpful you were helpful oh thanks pretty good police work huh yeah give us a grade c plus that's it that was the best goddamn cadet (laughs) i ever done did definitely some investigating still to do as to um you know was there any forced entry into the boat um where does he keep the boat and was that an access point for the oh. potential blackmailer. Well, feel free uh, to jump in any time. You were the there team. too. Um, well, I've already deduced some of this. Oh, do share. Oh. <laughs> uh, what's curious is that there was not any forced entry into the boat, which is odd. I do not believe that anybody waited until the colonel was actually rowing to sneak in, uh, which was my initial thought that they might have, you know, snuck in under uh, under him while he was distracted by his exercises. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that there might have been access in the officer's barracks uh, where uh, the personal effects of the officers are kept. There's an access point uh, through this hallway here, and he mentioned motions to a door uh, in the boathouse. The colonel is not the only uh, the only officer who enjoys rowing. There's also, of course, a question of the nature of the orb itself, which is very odd for a magical object such as that. 
to be here in Talon. We we do not normally, as a people, deal with magical things such as this. We're a pretty straightforward empire. Um, you know, the occasional uh, gifted uh, magic user, uh, notwithstanding, and of course the priests. So yeah. that yeah. is an outlier as well. Oh boy, uh, I just remember something. Hey, quick, quick question for later. You guys got here in Raven's Crest any kind of way of, you know, is there like a, a, a mail post office? Do you have any like interest city mail thing? Like a raven? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can, the, the office of the quartermaster would be able to send letters. Okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop by there later. But right, the case, the case. By yeah. the way, we were totally not lying about interge- intersecting that little bit of information. Oh, yeah. The police aren't allowed to lie, right? <laughs> police aren't allowed to lie? <laughs> no, that's in our oath. It's, a, you know, first do not lie. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. taking that to heart. I'm not going to lie to you ever, because I'm a good cadet. Anyway. Roll deception. <laughs> what? I didn't. I didn't lie. Uh, what did I lie? Is, is Marjorie being earnest? Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. I'm Marjorie is cadet sticks right now. Okay, okay. The uh, the letter that we intersected, I I got this intersected. You. Uh, I got this backwards. They sent a letter to her. Okay. Saying like, good job on being evil. Keep it up. Bitch, in a Verbatim. good way. In a good way. Well, this is very concerning. If what you say is true, and the company was trying to make inroads in the empire, that's that's a big, big deal. We don't have time to to get to Kestrel Manor. Um, but you said that you were coming from there when you when you re- when you intercepted this letter. Yeah. So it was making its way to uh, the city. So the lady does have a house uh, here in town. I, of course, cannot officially do anything illegal. To maybe extra investigate, wink. Can of, junior cadets do it? I would never officially request anyone to break the law and go snooping in a private citizen of the Empire's home. I see. But if you needed someone to operate outside the law, I'm not getting it. <laughs> uh using the rings of secrecy. Juno, he wants us to break into the into the mansion. Oh. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's good. Yeah. 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 We mansion would t- yeah. never investigate on our own without our badges on, undercover and sneaking through other people's homes to find connections between Ombra Trading Companies, and Lydia... No, not Lydia Blackthorn. I am old, and I Lady forget. Lady... Kestrel. Yep. Bombarden. Uh, I would never ask that. I do not expect you to do that. And I certainly don't expect you to do it in the next few hours... Before the party. Before the party. Right. You didn't tell us about the party. Will we get to go... Maybe we should tell us where the party is and we'll meet you there. Is it at the same place? No, 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 no. no. The, oh. par- the party is, Dif- at, is, at, um, is at the home of the Countess. Yeah, different Which lady. is the big house up on the hill. That's right. Yeah. You're getting your ladies confused. That happens. Yeah, I mean we're in a new place. They're they're they they all talk similar, except for the last two people. They had these accents and then they went away. I don't know about that. Yeah, that, yeah, it's really curious. Do only the priests talk like that? Yeah, probably that's, that's a good justification that's for why the priests are kind of full of themselves. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. not very worldly. Oh, here's an idea. What if 
Meldair, who has access to the barracks, took the orb on behalf of dark magic woman of the night, Lady Bombotten. Eh? It's possible. Okay, cool. It's definitely possible. I, I, I've never liked I liked Meldair personally. I, I think he's hot-headed and uh, quick Ooh, to violence. Hot. You can interpret that as you may. Okay. Um, Maybe I'll have to meet him. The party at Ravenscrest Manor begins at sunset, uh, and the vote commences just before midnight. Wow, what a day. What a day to arrive in Talon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we are on a bit of a clock, so, oh, um... Oh, ticking, huh? Yes, okay. one might call it a ticking clock. <laughs> uh, question, part two to our plan of, no... Of not, it, yeah. it not getting of into this. Certainly se- not. Separate, you know, if we had the skills of a thief to look for evidence, that could be useful. If also Ooh. we had the skills of someone to distract... And seduce, possibly. Do you know if Lady Bumbotten is married or interested in uh, burly adventurers? I can't speak to the lady's specific preference, but there is no Lord Bumbotten. No kidding. No kidding. Okay. Maybe we get three birds with one stone. (laughs) (laughs) Stokeworth uh, points out to you, he draws a crude map in one of your notebooks. Mm -hmm. Marjorie did mention that she had a notebook. Um, which I believe came from Beth just having to poke herself with a pen. Yep. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't have always to. always has a notebook. I accidentally stabbed my thumb with my pen. Yes. So uh, Stokeworth draws a crude map of the city indicating where you can find uh, the city dwelling of uh, Lady Bombotten. Um, there is, of course, the officer's quarters as well. Uh, and the other information that you guys have about the town. Uh, Stokeworth cool. says that he is going to investigate more on the boat and try to yeah. see if he can find any more trace evidence there. What do you guys do? Uh, and he will he will meet you uh, at the party at sunset. Okay. Uh, could you go ahead and mark the place to send letters on that map as well? Yeah, Just, sure. He okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Let's start walking towards yeah. the post office. Okay. So as we're walking, so I'm assuming... I don't know. If they're looking into people disappearing, that's maybe going to influence the vote. I think we're on the same agenda. Okay, that's good. Did they leave when we started kissing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's rude. Of us? I think yes, but also rude of them. They just left us. Yeah. I was drunk. I was having a terrible day, and they left us. And then it got better? We, well, now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Friend, friend, supporting friends. Friend, supporting friends. Wingman, remember? Your idea. Hey, everybody. Grussell here with a few quick announcements, and then we can get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 54 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. Hey, did you know that Beth is an artist? Yes, Beth. Beth, who voices Margarine Sticks, is a fantastic artist, and she has all of her incredible artwork, or a lot of it anyway, available for purchase on her website, bethbered.shop. And some of that artwork is D&D&D related. You can get t-shirts with the campaign team slogan, and the D&D&D logo, and Gerbert Merpert Reality, uh, which is a new addition to the shop and is incredibly hilarious. I love it so much. It turned out great. I'm so happy 
with the beautiful visage of that sweet uh, realtor boy. So go check that out, bethbyrad.shop. Thanks for bearing with us as I was recovering from an illness this week. Uh, There was a lot of traveling involved with our crazy May schedule, and some of that was on planes, which are just tubes of germs flying through the air. So uh, something caught me during one of those plane rides and uh, laid me up pretty good. So thanks for the patience with this. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, even though it is a day late. Uh, So thanks. And if you're listening to this later and it's not a day late for you, well, then congratulations on enjoying the episode when you first chose to enjoy it. And thanks for listening. We're going to be recording another D&D&D&D discussion episode coming up soon. So if you have questions about the show, uh, about the story, or about the process or whatever, as long as they're show related, uh, email those to dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line D-N-D-N-D-N-D, that's four Ds, and uh, you might have your question answered on the show. So uh, get those in. We're going to be recording that uh, at the end of June. Uh, June 2019. So be sure to get those questions in before the end of the month. Uh, As we get closer to when we nail down that recording date, I will let you know when they need to be in by. Uh, To get the most accurate and up-to-date information, follow us on Twitter at dndndpod on Twitter. We got a couple more weeks of split storylines here, and then we're going to get back to the whole team together, or maybe we won't. Who knows? Listen to find out. But until then, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's go send some letters. Yeah. All right. So you follow the map that Stokeworth uh, gave you, and he indicated on it where the office of the quartermaster was. So you are on the north side of town. This is a military building, so it is on the north side uh, where all of the official buildings are. So as you approach the office of the quartermaster, it's it's a very busy building. You've left the morning workout of Colonel Beauchamp, and now it is, uh, let's say, late morning by the time you get over here. And you have to solve this mystery by evening, um, or at least come up with enough evidence to solve this, or to to uh, sway the mind of Lydia Blackthorne. And failure is always an option. Failure is always an option. That's true. Uh, if our dice rolls have taught us anything, <laughs> failure is always an option. One of if us some could of die my today. Story- <laughs> storytelling choices have taught us anything. Failure <laughs> no. is always an option. This is a very busy building. It is one of the busiest buildings in town. There is a steady flow of people in and out, and there are like teenage-looking um, men and women in uniforms and soldier uniforms, hustling in and out, carrying packages, carrying letters. Uh, they appear to be runners of some kind, uh, and some hop on horses others just take off on foot wow from the outside it looks kind of like an old almost like hotel like this is a little bit more grand than a than a just simple post office or store facility storeroom store facility warehouse that's what those are called i'm picturing (laughs) like there's the the i think it's like the u.s postal building in dc 
which is like known for like looking like grand. It's like it's a it's a thing. It's not like a drab concrete building. No, this is this is there's like stone columns and stuff. It's the same stonework of the rest of the city. That's very. Uh, we just spent all day yesterday watching Lord of the Rings. This is very mm. you know Gondor looking. Are there any like s- sticks? hanging around margarine wants to have like one of those one of those uh cop beat you sticks. want a nightstick i want a nightstick night's stick. just on the street there doesn't appear to be as a halfling a, like a wooden spoon would work um <laughs> roll perception or investigation i'm gonna roll let's see here my investigation is two and my perception is one so i'm gonna roll investigation I got 18. 18. Okay. So uh, you're looking around for something that resembles a nightstick or a blackjack, I guess, right? Some, yeah. some sort of thudding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see that there are a couple guards that have uniformed, like military looking guards that have cudgels of some kind on their belts. They're not particularly stationed anywhere nearby, but there are some like milling about. They're like walking to and fro. Okay. Um, Using the rings of secrecy, I'm going to whisper to Juno, like, hey, Judo. So. You've got some letters to send off. Detective Cadet Sticks got a mission too. Be right back. Oh, okay. Uh, Pete, Pete, stay with me. Stay with me. And I'm going to go and try to steal one of them beat sticks. Excellent. The rogue is finally going to try to steal something. (laughs) (laughs) To be a better detective. It's a busy city street. There are a lot of people kind of going in and out. This isn't like a square. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's great. You can blend in with a lot of people. Right. You're small. Like I said, none of these guards are like posted up anywhere. They're just walking around. So you're just trying to straight up like sleight of hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the actual skill is going to be sleight of hand. Yes. It's weird that they are not posted up. You think that they would be at the... At the post office. Oh, I like it. They're just kind of going about their day. You know, this is an important day in the town. It's kind of a festival day a little bit with the party going on tonight to announce the vote. Yeah, but people aren't drinking yet. They're not on high alert yet. No, but people aren't working particularly hard either. You know, Mm. it's uh, it's a little it's not 100 percent a day off, but people know that it's a lax day. So the, the mood about town, about the people that are around is everybody's very relaxed. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to stealth through the cloud. I'm going to stealth through the crowd. Okay. And I'm going to get around uh, whoever's closest to me. Who's, is he scraggly looking? I want the thinnest, smallest, scraggly looking-ist guard. Roll investigation. Try to find your mark. (laughs) 13. You can't find anybody who's like your perfect, your ideal... You know, it's a little bit crowded Gotta and you're, for this you're in a little bit of a hurry. So you don't find your perfect mark, but there's somebody who, who is, you know, his clothes don't fit as well. You know, and he's... he has a beat stick. All right. Roll your sleight of hand. All right, buddy. I'm saying that I didn't say that out loud. It's <laughs> in my brain. It's been a minute since I've thieved something. Cool. I'm getting a rush. I'm getting excited about it. 23. 23. You, you, you gracefully remove this from his belt. Uh, it was just on like a very simple tie. Oh. So there wasn't, you know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't in like a holster or anything. It was a, you know, it was just a very kind of basic leather tie that you were able to just kind of pull undone. And uh, as it drops from his belt, your other hand grabs it from the air and you casually keep walking and it's very fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you feel, you feel a, a very pleasant warmth around your your neck <laughs> or where are you keeping what? the amulet that jason gave around you? my neck yeah, yeah, yeah. by oh. my heart yeah there's a very very nice it's like a swallow of good coffee or like oh. or tea or something where it just it just warms you that 
Oh my god, that's so sweet. Marjorie recognizes that warmth and it makes her feel connected to Jason, her true love. (laughs) Gone but not forgotten. A little glint comes into her eye that wasn't there before this campaign. Hmm. She might be being a little more thiefy moving forward. (laughs) Okay. Cool, so I got a beat stick now. Yeah, sure. This is going to be, yeah, it's a uh, bludgeoning weapon. It's 1d4 damage. It is not magic. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of using it. I just wanted it for aesthetics. (laughs) Uh, Just to fill out the costume? Yeah. Yes, but let's give it stats just in case it comes up. Cool. So that is that. Marjorie has a a very child child's view of what a a detective does and looks like. Like, cops and detectives are all blurred together, so she just wants to be a constable with the hat and the beat stick. Yeah, and an, of, badge. an official police force is probably a new concept to Marjorie mm-hmm. because Marjorie has always dealt with, as far as we know of Marjorie's like history with the law, it was like the city watch of Knights Pass, mm-hmm. which is very like chivalric more than like a police force. Yeah, yeah. this is fun. I'm hearing that, but I'm also imagining like some kind of gritty cop movie because gritty the Philadelphia Flyers. Master. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Like, you're out here, like... That's what I'm becoming. <laughs> I can see it. But, you're like, you're out here, like, taking, like, thieving to better... Like, you're breaking the law to enforce the law. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta be on both sides. <laughs> Oi, Juno. And I'm, I'm spinning the beat stick now. I'm ready to be an actual detective and not just a detective cadet. Oh, wow. There's, there's like a glow about you, too. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. You look, you look happy about having a stick. Pete, what do you think? I can't tell what Pete thinks. Pete, <laughs> Pete is not looking at either of us. Why do we even have Pete? Uh, yeah, yeah, his give master him to me. left him. I, he's big. I can't. Pete, Pete. Uh, <laughs> tries to like push Pete at Marjorie. <laughs> I, I mean, lean down to Pete and I adjust his little flower crown. And I give him little scratches on his cheek, but I notice that Pete is kind of pulling away from me, and I'm not okay with that. Hey, Juno, did you send your letters? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. So you go inside this building, and the first thing that you notice is that it's weirdly dark. It was a bright day. You know, it was an unseasonably warm day for, for the season. But when you go into this building, you notice that it is dark and it is cool, and it's lit by candles. And now that you're aware of it, and you look around and you see that there are very dark, strong shutters over all of the windows to the building. Uh, and they weren't built, this building wasn't built this way. These were, these were additions. And everything's lit by candlelight as though it is nighttime. It's very dim. Uh, so dim, in fact, that like people are, the, the general human population of Ravenscrest is being very careful about the way that they move about inside this building. Even the runners, who you had seen outside, you know, in, in a huge hurry, are being very careful about, you know, following the cues and going to the correct doors and correct shelves and picking up the, the packages with the correct um, addresses. You know, they're bringing them close to, to, uh, to their face to read them and things like that. So that strikes you. You, you both, you know, that, it's like, oh, this is, this is interesting. There are several cues, several different cues that lead to different desks. One is for post, one is for equipment, and one is for uh, clothing. So those are, they have signs. Margin, you're able to see and read no problem with mm-hmm. your dark vision. Juno, you uh, are 
better attuned at this than maybe the regular folk of the town, but uh, it still is um, dark for you. It's dim light. All the better to not have people read what you're writing, I guess. I'm not. I'm not sure. This is, my, my post office was like an outdoor thing with a with a window, and you just walked up to the person. I've never written a letter. Oh, do you want to? Do you want come? No. Okay, I'm gonna go up to the post office window. All right. And I beat my hand with my stick. <laughs> You're in the post queue, and you can see that even though these are different desks, they all behind them. There's just one back area with different shelves, and there's different boxes and things all on all these shelves. Each desk, each counter, has a attendant that appears. As far as you can tell in this dim light, to be human, and they're in a black and white military uniform of of the town. In the back, though, you can see that there is a different figure moving around, almost shadow-like, that is a darker figure. Juno, you're having trouble making this out, just with regular looking. Juno casts some dark vision. So now you can see fine, and there is definitely a taller, hooded figure in this back room still even with your dark vision there's something kind of obscurity about them do they bear any resemblance to either anyone we've seen in like military or religious robes here in town or to the shadow agents we saw back in night's pass roll 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 a history roll i guess if you're trying to remember ah uh, nine no you cannot tell as okay. far as you can tell they do not remember any or they do not resemble any buddy that you have encountered hmm. juno is putting together that you know he had time in the military they could be reading the correspondence that goes through here so he he will not be as clear as he was intending with some of his messages put it in code juno are you done margarine i'm queuing <laughs> <laughs> you have to respect the line fine it's a good, you know, probably 10 minutes before it's your turn at the counter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and Let's sit here and wait 10 minutes. And uh, when you do come up to it, you see that there is a an attendant in uniform uh, who has a nameplate that says uh, Stormin Foss. And is it, is it two, two names? Stormin? Stormin is the first name? It's either a first name or a title. Oh. Storm and Foss? Storman. S-T-O-R-E-E-M-A-N. Oh, he's a Storman. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's a fantasy world we don't know yeah all the it time. could be a first name you don't know uh it's either a first name or a title uh f-o-s-s is how his uh last name or first name is spelled yeah so he says oh oh can i help you yes he- hello uh uh fossey let's uh let's oh, j- no e just false oh uh stormin i is that is that your name it's my, do- it's my, it's my oh, job. title more than my job. Uh, okay. I well. like to paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you like to paint? Well, it's a long line. We'll get in that later. Oh, we will. Oh, okay. Uh, this is why it's a long line. Oh, oh. <laughs> this well. guy's just like, can I share things about my life <laughs> that don't impact you, but it's important to me? I mean, I'm not not interested. Uh, yes, to the matter at hand. Uh, do you deliver to Night's Pass? We can. We uh, presume uh, as long as we're at war with them tomorrow. Oh, I certainly hope not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How does this work? Just Juno just like writes the letters he wants to right there? No, he's already written them? Oh, now he's going to hold up the line if he's writing them now. 
<laughs> this is you, you are holding up the line. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And as you're holding up the line, the shadowy figure from the back of the room comes forward uh, and steps up into uh, up to the counter where their visage is illuminated by candlelight, and you see a dark-skinned, elven-looking person. Uh, as far as you can tell, although it is, as we have learned with Zabbos, sometimes difficult to discern, uh, <laughs> this is a woman, elven-looking creature with very dark skin, almost black. And she says, I don't think that we have what you're looking for here. By the way, Marjorie is back by the front doors, like on a bench, just <laughs> like, you know when you're so bored and you're tired of sitting, and so you just put yourself in weird positions? <laughs> That's what she's been doing for 10 minutes. Just watching Pete <laughs> And waiting and periodically yelling at Juno. So I'm not there. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't deliver letters? (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you and she looks at you. She like locks eyes. Make a wisdom saving throw. Shit. 18. There's a little bit of a tingle in your like brain, but no other kind of effect. But you did feel that there was something that was kind of creeping in for a second. And she says, I think you should come back to my office. I am the quartermaster. My name is Bree. Please come with me and um, grab your companion, too, on your way. And then she just disappears. Well, she doesn't disappear. I guess I have to be more clear in our fantasy world. She quickly walks away. When you look uh, off to Marjorie and then look back, she's gone. And then Foss is like, oh, her office is over there. She's weird like this. but Foss, it's... Is she on the level? Is is she trustworthy? Yeah, she's my boss, so I but trust like, her. But what's, what's the real deal, Foss? You know, you, you, you paid well, you treated well here? It's, yeah, you know, it pays for paint. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you have time for your, your passion. Uh, you know, maybe we'll run into each other again. Maybe. Oh, well, you said we would. Fine. Bye, Foss. <laughs> hey, Marjorie, um... Are you done? In a in a sense, I am no longer at the right, window. Let's go. But we, I received an invitation. I didn't get to send any letters. I received an invitation to go back and speak to a woman who mysteriously. Oh my God, Judo! You asked me to be your wingman. You no. don't even need me, do you? No. I don't think it's like, hey, come. Did we come here to fuck? No, I'm not. It's. It wasn't like that kind of invitation. You're invited to. Well, I'm tired of it. Well, no, I'm not. Oh wait, s- I'm invited too. Not. Yes, and Pete, I guess. It's not that kind of invitation. We're not going to go get friendly in the back. Oh, but okay. I, maybe this is related to the case. Then let's go. That's all I've wanted to do. Great. I, <clears throat> let's get- I'm Detective Cadet Sticks, and I'm here to solve this problem. Do you want to be bad cop this time? I'm Detective Cadet Sticks, Judo. Detective Juno. Detective Greenpoint. What do you want to be called? Um, Detective Captain. Detective since I'm, since Captain. I'm going by my rank in, okay. in, in the Brixton Guard. I'm going to write that down in my little notebook. I've got the flashcards ready. Then you make your way to the office of the quartermaster, which is a separate room. And this room is even darker. Um, you, oh, you, when you When you go up to the door, the door is unlocked. You open the door, and this room is even darker. There is but one single candle illuminating just, you know, 
a fraction of the desk, and behind it sits the quartermaster core Bree, who you have met, Juno, and, and Marjorie. This is your first glimpse of this woman. Uh, jet black hair, jet black skin, pointy ears like an elf. Make a history roll, Marjorie. Okay. You would probably know who this is. Great. Or what kind Maybe of creature not today, this is. though. I got a nine. Yeah, I well, yeah, Marjorie has been around long enough to know that this is a drow. Oh. A dark What should I be? Canonically, not canonically, but in high fantasy, drows are, are traditionally evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, in this world, they're they're not a. It's not like with orcs. It's not necessarily that they're automatically evil. Clearly, as far okay, but I'm it? not gonna be like you're not gonna be like oh fuck her. drow. No, gotcha. no, no, you're not gonna be like scared of her. But you recognize that this is this is a drow in a human city above ground which is odd and you now are putting pieces together as to why it's so dark in here yep she says you two are looking for something how'd you know yes this is correct but i feel like a lot of people coming here want something everybody who comes in here wants something and with most of the citizens of the city it's something that's easy to provide however you two are not citizens of the city are you Ah, uh, no, we're visiting from out of town. Both of us have our own detective precincts, and mine is from the Knights Pass. Bad, look at my look at cop. my uh, badge, and I show her my nipple badge. <laughs> she says, "I believe that that is the lid of a standard tankard." Oh, you! That was a test, and you passed. <laughs> I'm what's, also Juno. What's going on? I'm trying to be the. You're, t- you're being too nice right now. You're, you're just being very you're k- kind. And, you know, sometimes you, you don't get what you want, but you get what you need. Is this what you're here to provide us? Perhaps. And she waves a hand and then chairs appear behind you. So you guys can sit if you want. You got any? I mean, we got a panther here. You got any saucers with milk? Don't do it. Don't do it. If you do it, the Juno's going to go lick it. A glass appears in your hand. Uh, and it is a glass of milk. Oh, just shit. a regular one. Oh, I trust you completely. You, yes. All right, we guzzle take a, it down. <laughs> we take a seat. Yeah. Uh, and and she says, "There's no need for that kind of pretense here. I am able to discern uh, innately. Uh, it is a gift of certain members of my family, people's basic wants and needs. Uh, and sometimes when people are searching for things." Um, yearning for things uh, deep within their hearts and souls, I am able to sense that as well. So, yes, I can tell that you, Mr. Ranger, uh, were greatly, greatly, greatly in need of a glass of cool milk. So here you go. Wow. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're a dairy queen. Thank you. But Do there's... me. <laughs> okay. And then she uh, goes over and she kneels in front of you because she's very tall and you're very small. Oh. And she uh, lifts her hands to your face and she says, may I? Oh, okay. Oh my God, I ship this. <laughs> and she touches your face uh, and make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Because you're not immediately <laughs> going to let this happen, probably. Uh, wisdom is W... I got a four. Oh, yeah. So she is able to easily enter your mind. Um, and you feel her kind of poking around in there, poking around into... Um, very deep places in your heart, Marjorie, things that you want mm. so badly and so innately that, that you don't necessarily, that you may not have even vocalized them to yourself. Mm. Um, or if you have, it's something that you only do in your, in your most private moments. Um, so what, 
What's something that like Marjorie is yearning for that's not like they're not like a deepest, darkest thing, but like uh, something that's that's, you know, like an object. Tangible no, thing? no, no. Just even a, a feeling, uh, you know, it can be like um, it can be like comfort or, or home or like acceptance. Yeah. Accept, yeah. Acceptance or success or, you know, like if it was flack, you know, it would be, uh, you know, for people to think that he's more than a gnome or success mm-hmm. or something like that. So So hers is family. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can feel uh, Quartermaster Bree kind of probing that a little bit. So deeper than that. So more than family. What what is Marjorie? What she really, really want? Like specifically. Is there a more more specific version of that? Is there like parents, guidance, home that that's like people who um, unconditionally will support and love her. So a, a parent. Really interesting. Okay, so you feel this bubble up in your brain, uh, and then she lets go, and you're pulled out of it, and you're back in this dark room with this single candle. And she says, "I'm sorry, but I don't have that here." Well, she couldn't. <laughs> Marjorie turns to Juno and is like, "And she just gave you milk?" <laughs> uh, that's that was my heart's desire at the moment. Milk? Yeah. Would you want like you got your nightstick? So <laughs> Marjorie reaches to Bree's hand and just gives it a squeeze. Oh, that's very nice. She returns it. Oh. Yeah. Milk? Pete, Pete do, do, you, do you need anything? Can you help out Pete? <laughs> yes. Yes, she can. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> she goes over to Pete and she like looks at the panther in its face. Uh, and she does the same thing where she like grabs each side of its face. And she kind of scratches a little bit. And you see now uh what this kind of process looks like from the outside so marjorie you felt it from the Mm -hmm. inside but now from the outside you see that there's little pulses of kind of this dark purple energy kind of like zappas's warlock magic a little bit Mm -hmm. that are kind of going in and out of her fingers into into pete's head and there's a purring there's a very satisfied long purr Mm -hmm. and then pete disappears (gasps) what No, no, Bree, no, Bree. I, don't, I don't think Pete Bree. desired oblivion. What did you do with him? That, he was our responsibility. We don't really know you. You gave us nice things, but... Uh, that's uh, not our panther. Oh, no. Oh, Fletch will never Juno. forgive me. Oh, Bree. Oh, Bree, Fletch. speak for yourself before we, we get violent. What are we going to say to him? Bree? What's up? And then she very calmly stands up, walks back behind her desk, sits down and says, uh, he desired to be somewhere else. Did he? Where? I thought it was very odd because you guys are clearly uh, from elsewhere, from out of town, um, but he desired to be uh, with a very specific person and I sent him there and I sent him to Kestrel Manor. Did he fall in love with the dogs there or something? What? Does Pete love dogs? No, you love dogs. I know I love dogs. I like dogs, too. I'm, I'm really sad about what happened. Wait, is that where Fletch is? Why would, why would Fletch be there? D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com.
D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D, when you reach it, you see that you can either go left upstairs or right downstairs. Oh, fuck. Downstairs into, like, the basement? You don't know. Oh, God. Well, we're on the ground floor, right? We're on the ground floor. Oh, we are, so. I feel like basement or down is going to have more se- is that's where they keep secrets yeah but it's also we'll get trapped upstairs we can jump out a window if something happens are, you pick you why pick. do i pick because you're in front you are the, the marching leader yeah and you're also yeah you're holding the clarinet so 